Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Glace Chase is an award-winning, multidisciplinary, trans queen, performer, playwright, comedian, screenwriter, tour guide, bon vivant. Glace created the world's first drag queen tour guide business, Dream Queen Tours. As a playwright, Glace has won two Griffin Awards and the Queensland Premier's Literary Award and has been shortlisted for almost every playwriting award in Australia. Glace's play Triple X, which she created, wrote and stars in, was recently seen at the Queensland Theatre and Sydney Theatre Company. The play has earned her a 2021 Susan Smith Blackburn Award nomination, as well as being shortlisted for the Nick Enright Prize for Playwriting. This story was performed in June 2021 at Giant Dwarf in Sydney on Gadigal Land. We didn't know then that we were just a few days out from the COVID outbreak that would see the longest lockdown yet. And sadly, that venue didn't survive this final straw after 18 months of challenges. Queer Stories wouldn't exist in the way it does without Giant Dwarf, the venue where in 2017 I started monthly events, quickly packing in 300 people every time. It was also Giant Dwarf who said, hey, why don't you podcast these stories? I had no idea how to do a podcast. The loss of that space is a real loss for me and for Sydney's arts and entertainment scene, indeed for the whole country, as it was such a hub for touring comedians as well. It's bittersweet sharing these wonderful stories from that last event, but great to hear the audience once more. Enjoy. I'm so excited. This is the first gig I've done uh, since COVID started, except for, yeah, I know, I'm actually quite nervous. Um, And uh, I don't know, does anybody know that uh, uh, last week uh, was Australian Fashion Week? Who knew that Australia even had a fashion week, right? (laughs) I was so blown away, and it inspired me to uh, tell this quintessential New York story from a couple of years ago. So uh, it's mid-morning, about 4 p.m., and my phone rings, and it's Johnny. And Johnny's like, Glace, what are you doing tomorrow? And uh, I have a little rule, guys. I don't actually, you know, do any gigs unless I get paid. But... It's a good rule. Uh, But sometimes I do make an exception, like when it's the opening ceremony of New York Fashion Week, co-created with Sasha Velour. And Sasha and Johnny Velour have asked me personally to be involved because they think that I'm amazing. (laughs) This is like some sex in the city bullshit, right? (laughs) So of course I'm gonna do it. So I've just gotta go in the next day and show the organizers that I can walk. So the next day I arrive and I walk into this room and it's just wall to wall full of like, you know, skinny emaciated models. Uh, Basically it's like an, you know, an SVU victim of the week cattle call. (laughs) I have to write on a piece of paper my name, my height, my weight. And I'm feeling distinctly not very special. And then this assistant comes out and says, are you Glace Chase? We've been waiting for you. And I'm like, ah! And so I get in and there's Sashi and I'm like, ah! And she's like, ah! And I, you know, I run up to her and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. The thing is, 
Sashi is like a friend, an actual, you know, close friend. I mean, I think. Um, we hadn't really spoken since she became famous and all, but, uh, but we're friends. Like, we auditioned for Drag Race together like, the year she got on and I didn't hear from them. <laughs> I mean, we spent Thanksgiving together. My sister knows her father. We're friends, <laughs> I think. See, there's just, it's always a little bit weird, you know? I'm not sure if any of you people have experienced this, but when you watch a friend become very, very successful and get famous, it's exhilarating and terrifying. And you can't help but feel like, oh my God, do they even remember me? And sometimes you can't help but think, God, it should have been me. But Sashi has remembered me, clearly, and she's asked me to be involved. Now all I've got to do is walk for these organizers. So I'm like, shit, Sashi, any tips on walking? <laughs> and she looks at me like I'm nuts, and she's like, Clace, we just want you to be yourself. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> For those of you listening, I just walked and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> and Sashi thought so. She's like, oh my God, Glace. And the organizers were like, oh my God, that walk, that walk has the most personality we've seen all day. You are hilarious. You are amazing. This is going to be epic. So I'm pretty excited. Next up, I've got to do the fitting. I get a call, uh, 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 like, what, early morning? So that'd be like 2 p.m. Uh, and they're like, well, when are you going to come in for the fitting? And I'm like, I've not heard about a fitting. And they're like, well, you've got to come in and get fitted. Otherwise, you can't walk. And I'm like, but I've got a gig. And they're like, it's fashion week. So I go in and I get fitted, right? Uh, and I see the designer, he's super pumped. He's like, Glace, uh, uh, we've got the best bit. Sashi and I have like figured out the best bit for you. So at the end of everybody's runway, you're gonna fire out this like confetti cannon all over the models. And then you're gonna boss another model around who's sweeping while you walk. And I'm like, shit, that sounds really great. Oh my God, it's the opening ceremony. <laughs> And he's like, no, Glace, there is no opening ceremony of New York Fashion Week. But there is the opening ceremony fashion label that I created. I'm like, oops, let's just say I'm not a fashionista. I'm no Linda Evangelista. I thought that joke was funnier when I wrote it, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, uh, uh, so then they've got to like figure out, the designer's got to uh, figure out uh, uh, what I'm wearing. First up was this off-the-shoulder 50s thing, and he's like, no, nah, it looks like you put it together yourself. Thank you, I was gutted. <laughs> Next up, he finally figured it out. It's this amazing yellow trench coat, big epic collar, belted, and the whole thing looks fabulous. It's like radioactive holocaust nuclear wind tour <laughs> does fashion. 
And I'm pretty excited. And this isn't going to be a big gig. Like, there's a lot of people going. Nicki Minaj is going to be there. Whoopi Goldberg. Christina Aguilera is going to be performing with all the Rue girls. I'm like, woo! So the day comes. I wake up. It's 1040. And I'm like, shit, got to be there at 11. So, of course, I just immediately jump a cab. 40 bucks. But it's okay. I get there at 11. Everyone else gets there at 1230. <laughs> and, uh, and at 3 p.m. I'm finally asked to the stage because apparently there's a little bit of confusion over my role. So what they've decided, instead of me shooting the cannon over the, the runway models, we're going to shoot it after Jiggly's number. It'll be more epic. It'll be more awesome. And then it's action stations. We get into makeup. They take our photos. The photographer tells me that my outfit is his favorite. I wave hello to Sashi on the opposite side of the room. The photographer tells the next model that she's his favorite. <laughs> At this point, it's 5 p.m., and I'm thinking, God, I am starving. And they laid out all these hummusy sandwiches, and I really would like to eat, but I've got makeup, and there's only one way that I will ruin my lipstick, and that is at a job interview. Thank you for understanding the oral sex reference. <laughs> I am looking for work, by the way. <laughs> so, of course, we're all dressed up. None of us can eat. All these models and me staring at the carbs. It's now 7 p.m., eight hours in. I am over it. And then this guy comes down. He's like, careful, get out of the way. There's a VIP coming. Don't stand up. Don't stand up. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not standing up. I don't care who it is. And that's when Nicki Minaj looks me straight in the eye. And I am done, as I said. And I'm like, <sighs> and she looks at me and she goes, <sighs> and I think, I like you. Look, she, to be fair to her, she was in a bit of a mood also because, like, she'd just uh, gotten into that fight with Cardi B and it had just gone viral the previous day. So we were both in similar places emotionally. <laughs> so she goes off and gets seated and then the show starts and the models walk the runway and there's all this cheering and then Jiggly performs and then there's cheering and then it's my turn. So I walk onto the stage looking epic and then I explode the glitter cannon. Well, it sort of just dribbles out onto the stage, actually, in a very underwhelming way. And then this uh, very sweet, but, you know, not the sharpest tool in the uh, 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 matchbox model runs out with a broom and starts overacting, sweeping. And he's, like, basically moving back and forth, moving back and forth, and he completely blocks my ability to get to the runway. Then Jiggly gets on the mic and starts talking. And she's talking about, uh, uh, like, trans youth or AIDS or something very, very serious. And Sasha Velour joins her on the mic, and it's very, very serious very earnest talking while this model is just sweeping all around me. And I just stand there. You know when a moment is like weird and awkward and it's totally fucking genius? This was not one of those moments. The audience were wondering why I was there. I was wondering why I was there. 
an overacting, upstaging model who normally I'd push off the stage to, you know, have my moment. Um, and so I decide to quickly assess my opportunities, which I decide are very minimal because there's earnest, sincere talk about very serious issues by drag celebrities being watched by other major celebrities. And then there's me, a nobody. So I do the only thing that I can think of, walk off, epically. As I'm walking off, the assistant's like, oh my God, that was great, great job, you're amazing. And I thank God I am so over this. And then it's the curtain call and there's all this cheering, you gotta run out, be happy, be happy. And then Whoopi Goldberg and Baz Luhrmann and Aquafina stand to their feet applauding. I read about later in the media reports. I couldn't see anything because I'm behind five models. And so I come down off stage and I'm like taking my clothes off and I'm so hungry and so over it and I'd actually squirreled away one of those hamasy sandwiches because I'm smart, which is what my skinny little model friend says when he sees it. Oh, you got a sandwich. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Fine, take it. I just give it to him and I leave. I'm in such a mood. I just immediately jump into a cab, $60 surge pricing, and that's when I realized I left my vape back there in the venue because I was in such a state. So uh, I'm not saying that any of this is Sasha Velour's fault because <laughs> we're still friends, I think. <laughs> but really, what did it all cost me? Well, the casting, the fitting, and the actual day, that was 17 hours. Uh, and when you use my mate's rate kind of price at 20 bucks an hour, that's $340, $185 on cabs, coffee, and a new fucking vape. So total $525 plus my health, because I caved that night and started smoking again. <laughs> but it's not like I got nothing. I got to be in the Vogue magazine website. <laughs> Position 23 out of 34. I also got the most likes I'd ever gotten on Instagram. But most importantly, I got this story. Because, because bitching about your celebrity friend in public is priceless. <laughs> I'm amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. If you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project on Patreon. Check out the link in the episode description. Finally, for late night ramblings, gay shit, and photos of me trying to garden with a baby on my back, follow Maeve Marsden on Twitter and Instagram. 